Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're going to be speaking with Miranda Bailey, and she is the, the director, the 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 force behind this film, The Pathological Optimist. It is about uh, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, one of 13 co-authors of a notorious 1998 paper in the UK medical journal called The Lancet, but who became a very public face for what has become known as the anti-vax movement. The expat Britain, Brit, uh, who currently resides in Austin, Texas, uh, allowed Miranda and her team into his life and to his family's life, and we see uh, an amazing uh, portrait of a man who really refuses to give up. And I think this film, and I want to frame this, and we'll obviously with Miranda, we'll talk about it. It is not about anti-vaccines. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a, a documentary intended to do that. It's a portrait of a person who is a determined person for sure. Uh, and a lot more complex, I think, than we're going to uh, know from just reading about him in newspaper articles. And with that, I want to welcome to the show uh, Miranda Bailey. Miranda, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much. Um, I I hope you you heard what I was just saying, and uh, your take on on what I as I frame what this documentary is about. What, how would you put it? Well, I, I actually was really happy you said that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a character piece. It's a character portrait. This is such a uh, – the, the vaccine issue itself is such a taboo kind of hot-button topic um, that, you know, you it's very difficult to even be able to take an take a inside look at this man without people wanting you to take a side. And I wasn't really interested in, in doing that. Um, I was more interested in trying to – Show the world what wh- who is the guy that, that that everybody's talking about, and and what is what is inside this movement, and where is it stemming from, and um, yeah. you know yeah. how to how to live with all that kind of rejection and hatred and adoration. Right, it is a very mixed world that uh, Dr. Andrew Wakefield finds himself in every every day. I'm sure. In one way or another, he's sort of confronted or confirmed by people around him who know or get to know who he is and what he's been doing with his life over the last 20, 25 years. Um, he is, if nothing else, a very compelling subject. And I, I, again, I say this all the time to documentary filmmakers. My hat's off to you and, and your brethren and your ability to kind of identify subjects that uh, are, are complex interesting and people that i want to know more about and and you found somebody in dr andrew wakefield so the question is we kind of had this this version of him in the press and when the uh, the uh vax came out and it was rejected at tribeca and all the the hoopla around it what was it that drew you to this project what is it about him or about this the issue that you found compelling enough to pursue this um, well, I mean, I started back in 2010 uh, working on this movie, so you know, Vax wasn't even uh, an idea in his in his head at that time. Um, and I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, I keep asking myself, why did I do this? You know, so uh, <laughs> that's a really good question. But um, I did my first documentary, Greenlit, um, which was about the, you know, in, uh, the environmental movement, shall we say, in, in Hollywood to be going green. It, it was similar uh, in the sense that it kind of showed you the pros and cons of it or the back and forth or the different, you know, we, we're told one thing, do this, and here's what it really is. So I think I must gravitate towards um, devil's advocate kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, it, 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 it changed. You know, at, at a certain point, it became a portrait of him yeah. Yeah. and his family. Um, but that wasn't until about two years into it, I think. I think originally um, it was about me trying to find out if he was right or wrong um and then instead became uh a character portrait of his struggle in his family your your work and 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 this project in particular remind me that you're kind of the equivalent of the uh the fireman who runs into a burning building here a little bit (laughs) uh it's it, it, appears to, it appears to be that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because there's a lot of other ways to go with your talent, and certainly, and I'm I want to applaud you, and I I mean this, I I uh, sincerely, and I'll I'll just put out put it out there, I am agnostic about all of the stuff regarding vaccines, anti-vaccine, whatever this is. I'm willing to be won over by the science on either side of this issue. I'm I have no agenda here. But what I truly appreciate is when somebody tells me that I'm not supposed to know something or not supposed to talk to somebody because they're a horrible this, that, and, other, and I don't know anything about them, my instinct is to want to talk to them at that point. And I have a feeling, yeah. I have a feeling that's kind of where you're coming from on this. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. Uh in, 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 in many ways. Um, also, like, you know, initially Andrew Wakefield did not want me to do a documentary on him and, and said no. Um, and so I did it anyway <laughs> and started anyway and started pursuing him and spent a year, you know, interviewing people who knew him and um, following him around. And, you know, eventually he just, like, gave in because he knew who I was. But the, And then it changed again. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think it's, it's really interesting because, obviously, people are more complex than we um, than we say that they are in the media uh, or that we read about. And uh, there, he has a lot of people who really hate him um, and that they believe, you know, that this is some sort of platform for him or whatnot. Um, and that's too bad because he, I don't see it that way. And, and uh, I mean, there wasn't a platform for uh, – Anthony Weiner, when people made a documentary about him, oh, or yeah. O.J. Simpson, right. or right. any of these other other people, and I think um, the other thing that is kind of interesting is everyone's kind of saying this disclaimer. Like, for instance, you just did a disclaimer, which is like, I don't have an opinion, or or, or I'm not going to make one here. Right. Well, you know, I I have opinions. Reviews yeah. were having that as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, 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 I was just saying it's. I've never. I've made 22 movies, and I've never reviews where people come out at the beginning and say, just before I write about this movie, I want you to know I hate this guy, but now let me talk about the movie. And, you know, I believe in vaccines. And I'm like, wow, it's really, these disclaimers are, are incredible. We are in a place in society where we have to take a stand on something. And, um, 
and uh, most documentaries nowadays are are to sway your opinion on something, and that was not interesting to me. What is interesting to me is to show yeah. a world and allow the audience to form their own opinions. I, yeah. I think that that's we need to go back to that a little bit. Yeah, I, I totally agree with, and I really thoroughly enjoyed the film. It is because, for a lot of reasons, um, but the, not the least of which is he's. As I said at the top of the interview, he's a very charismatic, compelling, intelligent. He's telegen- photogenic, telegenic. He has a lot of things going for him. And and then on top of that, he has a sort of uh, strong advocate, his wife, who really comes off very well in the film. Uh, uh, could I mean, you could have probably focused a, a, a documentary on her. She was a very compelling person. and um, But we are... Behind the scenes, I I don't know how much access you had, but it sure seems like we got a lot of unguarded moments with the Wakefield family with him. Um, so uh, is that is that a fair? Did you get the access you were hoping oh, to get with him? Oh yeah. yeah, I mean it was really incredible. I mean that's one thing that I'm really grateful for, and and why I I think the documentary is fun and you know quick moving and uh, you know makes you constantly curious because you get to see these moments with the family, but also with him. You know, very yeah. vulnerable moments. He he's a stoic man because he's from the Brit from the UK. But you know, you can see in his eyes these moments in a couple of scenes of the film where, you know, you know that that can't be easy to have your mother tell you that she hopes your name gets cleared before your father dies. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or to read things about yourself on the internet and say you don't care because we all care. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. We do. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with uh, Miranda Bailey. She's the director of this new film uh, documentary, The Pathological Optimist. It is opening today here in Los Angeles at the Lemley Monica Film Center. Uh, it runs through the week. And so and tonight and tomorrow night, you're going to be at the Monica Film Center for a Q&A after the 720 screening. And you'll have with the, you a guest, I assume, from what I'm reading, you will have with you. Who? <laughs> oh yes, and, and also uh, the two twenty on Sunday after and, oh, the two twenty on oh, Sunday. Thank you. So, the, yes, yeah. So the, the subject of my documentary, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, will be uh, at the at the Q and A's with me, and we are being moderated. We have lots of great moderators. Sunday is Scott Mance, the movie man from Access Hollywood. We have um, Kristen Schaefer from Women in Film on Saturday. I'm going backwards, and then we have um, Claudia. Something or other from the L.A. Times, who will be okay. uh, moderating as well. Okay. Um, so it's 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 exciting. It's, yeah. it's, it's the the Q and A's we did in um, in New York. New York got quite heated. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely uh, if you wanna if you wanna be in a rowdy crowd of people. <laughs> well, I, you might want to call it a double bill. You're going to see a really good documentary, and then afterwards you're going to see a, a, quite a floor show after after the. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I was I was going to ask you about the 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 uh, the Q and A in New York, and you answered it. So, um, and I was at the screening uh, at the downtown L A Film Festival. Oh, uh, so you saw the beginning of the woo? Yeah, and <laughs> and so I I saw it. I mean, and there were there were people in the audience after the, after the screening Q and A who cannot talk about the documentary as much as they want to talk about what they believe to be the case with autism and the relationship be- between that and vaccines. It, it's it's yeah. not possible for them to separate 
the viewing of your documentary from that, and I'm sure that's probably what you encountered in New York as well. Um, less so in New York. I mean, the downtown LA Film Festival uh, screening was was great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great. A great pre-drink game for me before I went into the uh, Q and A's with um, bigger audiences. But you know, uh, I think people are very. Th- this topic makes people very, very angry yeah. um, on both sides, and, and understandably so. Yeah. Um, but people really want you to make a documentary that defends their position. Right. Uh, and if you don't, then you are, you know, a, a heretic on one end and a baby killer on another. Right. This is the thing. In 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 an absence of an explanation that 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 correlates to this significant uptick in in children with autism in the absence of something that people can say this is the likely this is why over the last 30 or 40 years we've seen this tremendous real significant increase in autism in in the absence of this this is the next best explanation for a lot of people i think and you just jump in if you think i'm way off uh, way off base here and the, and the second part of this is that there is so much money invested in vaccines. There's been an increase in the, the pharmaceutical companies moving forward to say we need vaccines for 40 other things. And they're pushing that. And, they, and this is a money-making thing. It's basically once you start this regime, it's like printing money for these pharmaceutical industries. And a class action lawsuit that proved what Dr. Wakefield is saying would probably undermine the ability of pharmaceutical industry to move forward in any significant way. So I, there's, to me, those are the kind yeah. of, those are the players, in my opinion, in all of this. People who have been affected, they, they can't explain why autism is going way up. Wakefield steps up and said, this is, this bears looking into. And he's vilified crazily for what what he said and but there are all kinds of mitigating things inside of what i just said too so i don't want to i don't want to yeah. try i'm not trying to make a case one way or the other but these to me are the factors is, is that do yeah. I, is that well i mean that you know i think a lot of people uh feel the, the same way that you do and i think it's it's much it's even more complicated yeah. than that and and so here here are the things that I've kind of witnessed, and obviously I'm not a doctor. I'm a filmmaker, so I don't really know. But right. I'm, in terms of, like, what's causing autism or not, uh, I have no idea. Right. Um, and um, I, don't, I don't think anyone has an idea. I think we're, we're learning about it and we're finding out, and we're looking into the genetics of it. We're looking into the environmental factors of it, and that is happening. And, yes, of course, there's been an explosion, and there's been a lot more diagnosis of it. I mean, we didn't have diagnosis of things like even, um, you know, lots of other diseases, ADHD, not diseases, but, you know, disorders, ADHD, et cetera, but, you know, when I was growing up. So I think there is a little bit of everything going on. I mean, there's definitely more diagnosis and whatnot. But just about the mothers who who are in this film or the mothers that I met along the way, these are not mothers who don't who who don't know what happened to their kid. These are mothers that do know what happened to their kid. Um, And then their kid later on was diagnosed with autism. And so, you know, I think for me, one of the bigger eye-opening things when I started looking into this is, you know, these are, you know, these mothers that that follow Andy, a lot of them actually had the the experience 
of taking their children to get vaccinated, and then within right. hours, right. Um, you know, something happens, and there is a you know, you know, meaning like you know fever or seizures or whatnot, and and. Uh, you know, it's a medical procedure, right? Um, and there's inherent risks in everything. And, and it's, you know, I think that most of us obviously are pretty safe because we vaccinate our kids and we, you know, vaccinate ourselves and we're fine. But there, there's obviously a susceptible population um, of children who are not able to, uh, you know, process a certain vaccine or a load of vaccines or whatever. Um, that that's real, and these these parents are real. Yeah. Um, and you know, my thought is, you know, uh, maybe, and then later they're they're diagnosed with autism, yeah. and they're saying, oh, my, my, my vaccines cause autism. But yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's a stage in between. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, <laughs> where right. This, you know, uh, you know, mitochondrial disorder or whatever kind of disorder that they might have then can you know from the vaccine then can lead to autism now it's all semantics then if you know yeah it's one step away but um the the reason that these parents can't sue is because in 1986 there was a a law passed by our government which you know initially was meant to help these kinds of parents these kinds of kids because obviously you know the government and the pharmaceutical companies all know that um that all medical things come with a, a small risk um, and so how can we protect those uh, the, the vast majority? Who, yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And a, a law was passed that gave immunity to the pharmaceutical companies. So if you get injured by a vaccine uh, or uh, or a vaccine even doesn't work, I believe, but I'm, I could be wrong in that. Um, no, actually, maybe not a vaccine doesn't work, but I'm not sure exactly. But if you get injured by a vaccine, you cannot sue the pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. You have to go to our government. To the vaccine court, and you have to uh, do that kind of case. Mm. And obviously, it's very lengthy and expensive. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, and so autism is not is not allowed to be to go to the vaccine court because it's wow. not on this thing called a table, like a table of lists. So you know, like Guillain Barre, or right. Um, there's lots of other things. Oh but, my uh, god! Oh my god, Miranda! I I it's just. Yeah, th- I didn't. I didn't intend to drag you through all of that, but I, I I'm glad you explained it because th- this is just another huge part of this story. But really, more importantly, the film Pathological Optimist, uh, the Pathological Optimist, is uh, is such a compelling story. He is an amazing subject, and all of this stuff takes us on a journey through your film into a world that we have very little under real understanding of. And you've done a, a fantastic job with this, and um, congratulations on the film and on your perseverance. And I'm sure you're going to—you've been probably taking some incoming from you know, some people in the industry over this. So I, I, I applaud your bravery moving forward with this film. So um, it's—it's it's see this. It's at the at the Lemley Monica Film Center tonight and tomorrow night. It runs through the week, but tonight and and tomorrow night. Uh, Miranda Bailey, the director, and Dr. Andrew Wakefield will be there. And then as well on at 2.20 on Sunday, Miranda will be there also with Dr. Wakefield. And you mentioned moderators and other people will be there as well. So uh, my hat's off to you. Um, and I, uh, you're, a, you're an accomplished filmmaker, and I look forward to your future work. I hope, I hope you'll, you'll come back. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, hopefully your, your listeners won't uh... – yeah. 
tweet mean things to me. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, Miranda, Miranda Bailey, right. director of the film The Pathological Optimist. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.